This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is our special guest, Kara Amir. She brings a unique perspective to the real estate market as a bi-coastal agent focusing on the Southern California and Northeast Florida markets with Coldwell Banker. She is an award-winning realtor, real estate media commentator, author, columnist, industry thought leader, and speaker. Kara, welcome onto the show. Thanks so much, Allison, for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, we're super excited to to be having you on because you are going to dive us into the world of home insurance. And as we were chatting um, before we got started, you know, there's so much going on in our industry right now. You can't hear enough of it in the news, but we're going to bring a topic that I just think is so useful and so practical in that our realtors are going to get um, some really great tips and advice on on how to not perfect, you know, as you mentioned, Kara, but how to be just enough good at this that you're able to help your clients and guide them in the right direction. So thanks for coming on and, and talking about this. But before we get started into the world of insurance, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Tell me how you got started in real estate. Did you always know uh, that this was something you wanted to do? And give me a little uh, background story on you. So I didn't start out with a path of saying I wanted to be a real estate agent. I actually came from a legislative legal background. I was a paralegal prior to going into real estate, which actually was great preparation, right? Because a uh, real estate purchase or sale is a legal transaction. And there's contracts and, and important details involved. So that was sort of my setup. But I got interested in it when we were selling our very first home that we had bought because we had to relocate from just outside of Chicago where we were to Florida, to Northeast Florida, where my husband had taken a new job. So, you know, it was just an interesting uh, experience going through that. You know, what happens when you sell a house? Who are all these real estate people? Where do they come from? It kind of seemed like they popped out of nowhere, you know, to show the house. And, uh, you know, to make matters even more interesting, um, this is going back to, and I, I'm older than I look, um, 2001, around the time 9-11 happened. And you oh, can wow. only imagine, you know, putting your home on the market around that time. And we had actually tried it by ourselves first. <laughs> and it was, no, it was not as easy as what we thought, you know, because it was like, oh, different neighbors were selling their homes. So everybody was like, yeah, you should just do that too. Put it up. And boy, was that a learning experience. And uh, so that's kind of how I segued. And when we relocated to Florida, there was so much growth and development going on. And I thought, you know, I really wanted a job that allowed me flexibility and freedom and to take advantage of this booming market there with just a lot of new homes and new communities. 
and to really learn the landscape. And of course, being in the sunshine state, I wanted a job that would allow me to be outside, right? Yes. (laughs) Maybe go to the beach a little bit more from time to time. There you go. Yeah. Enjoy the beautiful weather and the beautiful homes that, that, you know, are in the beautiful weather. That's really awesome. I, I always like getting you know, individuals, career histories and backgrounds. And and most of the people don't know they're going to be in real estate. And it's a story where, you know, it just, this just happened to come up, it piqued their interest. And now they made a, a fantastic career out of it, which seems like you have. So thank you. Thanks for sharing a little bit more about yourself. Okay, so let's kind of dive into the topic insurance. And we are all about insurance today. There is so much to know about this. And I'm really glad, you know, as I mentioned, Kara, that you're going to kind of explain a little bit more your perspective and your experience in working with this, because I think this is good for all realtors to know. So let's just kind of start at the beginning. So we know home insurance is always important, but recently it's really becoming front and center to the real estate transaction. Why is this the case in your opinion? Well, I'm licensed in both Florida and California, and these are two states really at the hotbed of a lot of insurance challenges, Florida, uh, namely being one of the first ones. And it's really a lot of adverse weather events that have come through these states. And, you know, the cost of insurance is becoming higher and higher and higher. These insurance companies have really become stressed uh, in terms of being able to financially provide the coverage. And in Florida, there's just been a lot of things that have gone on over the years. Insurance fraud. It was very easy to say, oh, my roof has hail damage and get the roof replaced. And, you know, your insurance is not a bank account, right? So, Unfortunately, kind of a lot of mismanagement of those issues led to, you know, the perfect storm where insurance companies to get coverage, the cost of reinsurance was very high. And of course, that was passed on to the consumer. A lot of these companies could no longer afford to stay in business. So over the last several years, there's been a lot of companies going out of business, consolidation, and that has ultimately squeezed the consumer because it's getting more difficult to get insurance. A lot of red tape, a lot of hoops and circles a lot of nuances, things that you might never have thought about before. So all of these things, you know, hurricanes, floods, fires, mudslides, and here we are. You know, as we were chatting too, you know, in Ohio, we don't, you know, have some of the same threats that California, Florida experiences. You know, we are kind of more in a mild climate when it comes to some of those major weather events that you mentioned, but we do still see tornadoes. I mean, we had tornadoes, you know, that hit the state, you know, a couple of years ago, ran through cities in Dayton, destroyed a ton of homes there, flooding, you know, we, we've seen a lot of flooding issues. So, you know, I want to make sure people listening understand that and take notice that, you know, while we we don't have hurricanes and earthquakes, we can still have major weather events that can affect our homeowners, that can affect our our buyers and sellers. So, you know, I think this is really important, regardless of what weather, you know, we we have here in Ohio, that you're still up to speed on insurance, on home insurance, how it works, some of the threats that you mentioned, some of the things that we can run into. You know, I still think it's important that, that we're paying attention to this as realtors. You've explained to a little bit about, you know, how insurance just used to be an afterthought. We used to say, okay, we're about to, about to close on our home. Let me call and get, talk to us a little bit about why it's a bad idea for us to be waiting until the last minute to to get our insurance and a little bit about how it works now, because you mentioned kind of the way that insurance companies are handling things has changed. So tell us a little bit about why we shouldn't be waiting to the last minute and why we should be making this, you know, a whole part of the home transaction process. So real estate is complicated. Insurance is complicated now as well. And so it's really important now because it's almost, it's a mystery, right? We don't know when we meet the house that we're going to buy, what is lurking behind it, what, you know, not only what's visible, what's invisible. And 
what one of the invisible things could be are insurance issues. So it's really important to be proactive on the front end with your buyer and seller clients. So when you meet with a seller, uh, while they want to show you through the house and all the pretty things they've done and, oh, look at our kitchen and, oh, we put in new floors, that's all great. But you need to get to a couple important questions. And that being, what are the age of the systems of your home? How old is your roof? How old is your air conditioning system? The electrical, uh, the plumbing, the water heater. These are all things that the insurance companies look at. And if it's an older home, especially, uh, you know, we're not talking about new construction that was maybe built five years ago. That's not really so much of an issue. But older homes, anything built, you know, in the 1900s through the 1970s into 80s, there could be issues. So it's really important to get ahead of this on the front end, because what's going to happen is if you don't ask these questions and you are listing a home and you find a buyer, now they go to get their insurance and Oftentimes they get a home inspection up front and a lot of home inspectors, especially in Florida, are certified to do what's called a four point inspection where they look at all of those things I just mentioned. They have to do a special report for the insurance company about how old is the roof? What is the condition? What kind of plumbing is in the house and electrical? If that report shows any of these potential red flags, uh, the insurance company may not want to insure that home or the premium is going to be so high the buyer may not be able to afford it. And so why you don't want to wait until the end is you as a buyer now have an escrow deposit tied up being held, right? Uh, and so you could put that deposit at risk because that's not, you didn't go through all of that due diligence during your inspection period. So it's really important flipping to the buyer side that, um, you know, as an agent, you have these conversations with the buyer up front too about insurance and costs and, you know, depending on their property search. If the homes they're looking at are going to be significantly older, you need to understand, you know, what does that mean? What are the things we need to look for? How do we move through that? And ultimately, what is your cost going to be? Because that could, especially in today's climate with higher interest rates and these prices, uh, you add on a high insurance premium and that could totally bump somebody out of being able to be approved for a lump. Yeah, I think that's really important to mention kind of just the other factors that insurance companies, you know, look at. Uh, new roofs, you know, HVAC systems, you know, this is stuff that we may think, oh, it's okay if it's a little, you know, but, but it could really end up costing you more money, you know, about it. And that's so important and something that, you know, we need to think about as, you know, we're guiding our clients through this process is like, hey, here's the potential risks. Here's what it can mean on the other side. Can insurance companies choose to not renew existing homeowners or stop their coverage? Or how does that work if, if we're in situations where the insurance is getting a little crazy? Absolutely. They have dropped people. They, you know, they, especially when they know they've insured, let's say a longtime homeowner and people will get letters asking, you need to, you know, telling them they need to replace their roof or they risk getting dropped. We, I've heard stories, you know, secondhand from other agent colleagues of these insurance companies sending actual people out that work for them to do drive-bys of properties, snap pictures, do drone flyovers to look at roofs. And the homeowner, especially let's say, you know, it's a rental property and you're thousands of miles away somewhere or wherever, uh, they may get a letter with some pictures in the mail saying, you need to trim all these overgrown bushes in front of your home. No, by the way, it looks like your roof um, needs to be replaced. Uh, so absolutely. I mean, that is a huge risk. And, you know, what a lot of sellers don't understand, you know, sellers are like, oh, you know, well, I've had my insurance and I'm with XYZ company, big national carrier. Yeah, you know, I'm only paying, they'll say to me in a listing, you know, appointment, oh, we're only paying, you know, $2,200 a month. This is in Florida. And you're like, okay, 
and your roof is 12 years old. And in Florida, insurers don't want to insure homes with roofs that are 12 years old or older anymore, or there's going to be a premium for that. And you have to explain to them, and it's important for them to understand, the buyer's not going to get the same deal you got. That That's all, you know, and that insurance company that no matter how big and wonderful they are, and you've been with them for years, they may not be writing in your market anymore. And that's been a huge issue because they've just decided to pull back on risk. Wow. So then if there's a situation like that that happens, then how do you guide, you know, your clients kind of through that? What what happens in that situation? Because I know sometimes you can default to like state insurance and, and what that looks like. Is that kind of what happens then if you find yourself in that situation? So we find ourselves in this situation a lot, uh, you know, in Florida, it's starting to happen in California. But again, going back to being proactive on the front end, when you sit down with that seller and you're understanding the age and general uh, condition of their systems, then you need to reach out. And this is where building a relationship with trusted insurance agents in your market is so key critical. So you can go to them and say, hey, I'm putting a property on the market. Here's what we know. You know, they're often like, send me the address. And, um, you know, they'll tell you if they think insurance is going to be a problem. Uh, sometimes with a roof, I mean, a lot of sellers are not going to want to replace a roof that's 12 years old. I've gone through some transactions recently where we've had that. But if you're getting to a seller that has, you know, a roof that's 15 plus years old, you're going to have to advise them probably they're going to need to replace that. Ideally, really before you come on the market, I don't even know that you want to wait till you found a buyer because it's just too stressful at that point. Trying to line up these roofing contractors, they're also busy and, you know, jeopardizing the time involved with a closing date. Now we've got, you know, interest rate sensitivities and what someone may have locked into. I mean, a quarter of a point really matters today. I mean, that that that's huge for people. So you really need to be as proactive as you can to troubleshoot potential gotchas and working with a good insurance agent, figure out how can we navigate this or at least get quotes and, you know, make the buyers aware up front so that somebody coming to you, it's a, it's a match. You know, you're not going to get somebody who maybe they don't even have money to, you know, barely buy a home, let alone take on, you know, maybe having to replace these components and then try to get a lower insurance quote later. That, that just may not work for some buyers. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah. And like you said, that building a relationship with the insurance agents is just so key. Is there a way that you found where to find those really good real estate agents or how have you kind of built up your relationship and report with these people? How would you advise other realtors to do that? So I think, you know, there are a lot of insurance agents that are actively engaged in the various real estate communities. I mean, certainly we are a big source of business for them. So, you know, I would look for, you know, depending on your board, if there's different insurance educational programs being offered, usually with an insurance agent, you know, who are sort of the agents and agencies in your, your local area? Who's your personal insurance agent? You know, reach out to them and see maybe what, you know, how you may partner up, how maybe you could do some consumer education 
And I think, you know, for me, it's been a combination of that and also just sort of organically, you know, when I'm in the middle of a transaction, uh, you know, depending on what side I'm on or if the buyer went and got insurance through somebody that I really liked, I kind of, you know, wanted to reach out to them and learn more. If I'm on the seller side, I'm like, wow. So, you know, and I think that's where as agents, we can help each other because we all have networks of people and I've shared insurance contacts with other agents and, and vice versa. Yeah. And I, that's just another great skill to have too. And when we think about, you know, who realtors are as experts, you know, we might not be an expert on insurance, but hey, we can get you in touch with someone that is the expert. And I think that's just another enhancement to our skill set and what we can bring to the table as realtors, you know, when we're working with our clients. What types of properties may have difficulty getting insurance? And you mentioned some of the things, older homes, things like that, but are there certain areas? Do where, what factors all come into play when it comes to what type of properties may be more difficult to get that insurance? So we have two buckets here. We have properties of certain ages and then maybe properties by in certain locations. Homes of certain ages, for example, things in the 60s or 70s, electrical wiring can be a huge problem. This is where you come into things like aluminum strand wiring. Electrical panels may be older. They're, what's a common one known is called the Federal Pacific Panel. And, you know, if you've gone through inspections as an agent, you know, they have a different type of, they call it a stab lock panel. So it's a different kind of switch you see on the electrical panel. But to the naked eye, that's not something that we're going to know by looking at the house. I mean, I, I can look at the panel and say, oh, that looks like an older panel. However, the only way to actually tell about the wiring is for a home inspector to take that panel off during an inspection, and then they can tell you. Now, a lot of sellers with homes with older wiring have upgraded their electrical panels. I mean, they've had to. However, you know, it's a reasonable assumption to make if it's not on the seller's disclosure that the home has been rewired, that there's old wires sitting behind there. So that's an issue. Homes um, from the 80s, for example, may have copper piping and they have not been replumbed. That's a big issue in California, uh, for example. Uh, Florida too, but a lot of you know insurance companies there have said they don't want to insure you if you have older copper piping because that could spring a leak. It's a, you know, versus switching to PVC. Um, in general, any kind of home that has an older shingle roof, like I said, in Florida, 12 years is now seeming to be the cutoff. They don't really, they'll insure them, but it's going to be higher pricing. It's risk-based pricing. Uh, so, you know, those are some of the bigger uh, items. I mean, electrical to rewire a home, that's just not something you typically see somebody do as part of a home inspection repair request. Yeah. Because it's, you know, that that's a pretty, you know, changing a panel out, yes. And that could be a $1,200 issue. But rewiring a home involves, you know, opening up walls and it, it, it's, it's a huge thing. Shifting over to homes, you know, because of where they're located that may be at risk for expensive insurance or not being able to get it. Flood zones. That's a big thing you need to learn about, especially in low-lying areas, Florida, Louisiana, and Texas. Flood zone X is typically a zone that does not require insurance. If it's not in flood zone X, typically it does require flood insurance. And depending on where you are, approximately to the water, that could be an extra $500 a year. It could be a several thousand if we're talking about being on the ocean or across from the ocean. So that can certainly be more challenging. Fire zones in California recently, due to all the different fires that have come through the state, uh, we now have a designation. Are you in a higher, very high fire zone? Uh, there's maps, just like flood maps. You can go online and look at maps through Cal Fire and see, you know, typically these tend to be in a lot of areas 
up in hills and surrounded by brush. But you know what? That can change just like flood zones. Depending if something happens, you may be rezoned to be designated in a, in a fire zone. Those are some areas, floods and fires, <laughs> uh, that definitely um, can make things more difficult. If you're in an area where there may be sinkholes, uh, Tampa, for example, has some issues with that. Some areas of California, earth movement, there's earth shifting and, and maybe some mudslides. All of that plays into whether an insurance company wants to insure you. Yeah, yeah. And that's all stuff that they're going to take a look at. You're right. Just the different links, you know, that, that these insurance companies can go to to make sure before they commit to something like the electric wiring. And the, I mean, like that stuff, you know, just a year or two ago, we weren't even getting inspections on our homes, let alone, you know, knowing this to be able to, you know, communicate to the insurance companies. So that's crazy. And I think something, you know, really important to to take note of there. And another thing, you know, that you mentioned that's good to know, especially you know, from the seller is this idea of claims checking. Um, I want to talk about that and get into a little bit of that in what is claims checking and how can we, you know, get information from our sellers on this? I'm so glad you brought that up. So I refer to it as the wrap sheet. Sellers have a wrap sheet and buyers do too. So on the seller side, yes, when you, you know, when as part of your initial deep dive with them in your initial listing meeting, uh, you want to ask them, besides the age of the systems of the home, have you filed any insurance claims? And have you filed any claims within the last five to seven, maybe even 10 years? If the answer is yes, you need to find out all the details, who, what, when, where, why. Do you have any documentation? Because what's going to happen is when that buyer goes to work on getting their insurance, the first thing that their insurance agent is going to do when they get that property address, they run it through something called the Comprehensive Loss Underwriting Exchange Database, otherwise known as CLUE, the CLUE report. And that's not something that we as agents have access to, unfortunately. We have access to a lot of great information, but we don't have access to that. So when they run that property address through that database, it's going to come up if there's been any kind of claims history. And so that's usually when the red flags and the alarms and the bells go off because you're under contract and the buyer comes back with this information and the agent hits you with it as a listing agent. There was a claim filed in, you know, three years ago. What do you know about it? And there's like no information on this clue report, hardly any details. And I've had to run interference with this several times myself. And so then, especially in a place like Florida, where you've had insurance companies go out of business and consolidate trying to get information if your seller doesn't really have a good grasp of that because, you know, people's memories are short. There's so much information today. Oh, everything was on my computer. And you know what? I changed computers. And so I don't even have any of that. Well, we still have to, they want to get information on all of that. So now you're really in a pickle trying to, you know, piece together, you know, what happened. So the, the and, so, and that really affects for an insurance company, you know, if they want to cover that property and also what cost, you know, what, what the quote's going to be. And for buyers, you know, credit score is important, but also I ask buyers when I sit down with them, I explain the insurance climate and in, in the respective market. And I ask, have you ever filed any insurance claims? And they're like, well, why? You know, because again, that can affect them adversely the other way too. And so when you have the, and I've had this, I've had the perfect storm of a buyer with a big claim and a, and a seller of the house they were buying with a claim, that can be a very interesting insurance experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I just think that is so smart to ask, you know, asking our sellers, you know, what does your insurance history look like? I mean, that's just a, a, a great question that we should, you know, be asking anytime, you know, we're, we're talking to sellers. So I really, I really love that idea. I think that's, that's important to mention, get all the facts you can. I didn't even know about this clue report. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to go look and see what my house, you know, I wish we could, we did have access to that because that would be something really, you know, interesting to, to look at. But, you know, I think, you know, what this comes down to, and, and I think in your experience too, with some of the things that you've shared is that insurance or lack of insurance can actually kill a real estate deal. And you've seen it, I think in, in your experience with some of the things that you've said, but how can we as realtors best assist our clients with this? How can we make sure that it doesn't kill the deal? You know, what are some of those steps? And you mentioned some of the, some of the things that we should be doing, building relationships with our agents, but what can we do as realtors to best assist our clients with this? What's kind of the steps that we should take to make sure that this isn't going to be an issue down the road? Being extremely proactive with all the things that we talked about, expectation management, very important. Like I said, the sellers need to understand that, you know, what they're paying for insurance is not going to be what the new buyer is going to be paying. And especially if there's some of these issues with older systems, the sellers may need to replace certain things. For example, water heaters in Florida, they don't like them that are older than seven years old. So, you know, that's a relatively inexpensive fix. But I think, and with buyers, again, you know, walking through what does a sample insurance quote look like ahead of time? So they have all the numbers working in conjunction with their lender as well, because they're going to need that information. They can kind of piece this all together because it's your total mortgage payment of principal interest taxes and insurance, and then your escrows for your taxes and your insurance as well. I also think making sure that the, you know, the property, especially if you're going to be dealing with something that's older, that's maybe a fixer up, maybe the seller doesn't have the bandwidth to replace a lot of these things that could affect insurability, be upfront about that and make sure you, uh, the property and the financing match. And that's really proactive. I had a situation, uh, where the property was more or less, you know, it was pre foreclosure. Unfortunately, it was a total fixer. Now the home was from 2006. So plumbing and electrical were fine, but we had an older roof. We had an older water heater. The HVAC, uh, air conditioning system heating had not been maintained. And then there was a lot of additional deferred maintenance. Well, trying to list this property and just put in the listing conventional FHA VA uh, financing would be a huge disservice because I had troubleshooted all of this with an insurance agent. And really our only options to find a buyer were either a cash buyer who could get a builder's risk insurance policy, which is a temporary policy that allows you to at least get insurance on the home while you replace things that need to be like the roof. Or we were going to have to use what's called uh, the renovation loan, which is a great tool, highly underutilized, and buyers can still do a conventional FHA or VA renovation loan that allows them to finance the costs of structural and cosmetic improvements into the loan. So I tag teamed with a renovation loan expert in my market in Northeast Florida, and we really use this as a tool uh, to help educate the agents that wanted to show it, even though I had all the remarks and the disclaimers and the, in the listing, you know, people don't read that stuff. So it was a lot of personally reaching out, you know, vetting their buyer. Hey, is your buyer just letting you know the condition of this house? What kind of financing is your buyer doing? What are they expecting? Cause some people are like, Oh, they really don't want to fix her upper because in pictures you couldn't really tell. So with that partnership, we ultimately were able to get a buyer that did a renovation loan an FHA renovation loan, we were able to finance the the roof and some of these major things. And it really was a win-win-win 
all across the board for everybody. The seller saved, you did not have to go through foreclosure. The buyer got a great deal on a home. Even the seller came out with equity. So I think the more proactive and the more you steps you can take to educate your fellow agents too on these properties that you have, it shouldn't be a pro, it should not be a reactive process. I mean, I have always said surprise is never a good thing in real estate. No. <laughs> and so we really need to take the surprise out of it when it comes to insurance. And you know, go get a sample quote from your with your insurance uh, agent colleague to have these on file to make those available to potential buyers and their agents. I think they'll appreciate that. Now, of course, there's disclaimers because you don't know who the buyer is, you don't know what their rap sheet is, but at least it gives them an idea. And then they won't be sticker shocked. And sometimes, you know, our buyers go down a rabbit hole on the internet with insurance companies and we don't know who they are. And they may be getting information that may not be the most accurate. Um, and we may have to kind of bring them back to center and try to get them to talk to people we know that are local vetted professionals in our market. Definitely. And if you are, you know, those buyers and or consumers out there, like you said, don't go down the the Google spiral of this, you know, rely on your realtor. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why, you know, we we want to help. We want to be the ones that are guiding you through this process, including with insurance. And I think it's it's something that the average consumer may not know that a realtor has expertise in. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's just so much today to getting a transaction to closing. Just like, you know, with the interest rate shift, we've had to really become very up on a lot of different financing options and tools that, you know, and if, if you're newer to the market, you might not have even, you know, had to even dance around those things. I've been it, in it since 2001. So, you know, some of it I've, I've learned, but obviously there's a whole lot more. It's just a more complicated process and insurance is is no different today. No, it's it's really not. As if we needed something to make our jobs more complicated, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I didn't even know about this renovation loan. That that sounds like a really awesome, uh, you know, idea out there and options. If we run into some of these issues that you're explaining in older homes, I think that that's a really great option. Does that exist everywhere? Yes, I, they've been around for they've been around for a long time. They're just very highly underutilized. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's, it's even if the property is fine and you just want to do some renovations with flooring, kitchen, baths, let's say, it's a great way to finance that. And on the property I was telling you about with FHA, they have something called an payment abatement plan. So the buyer was able to get into this property and they didn't have to make mortgage payments for six months. Wow. All these renovations were going on. And what I love about the renovation loan is there's a series of checks and balances, right? So rather than, you know, you could meet Joe Blow contractor that you don't know, you give you you know you sign a contract you give him a deposit to get started and then you have no controls what if he disappears right with a renovation loan everything is through pre-vetted uh, contractors that are on the lender's approved list so what's really great is they they send a third party inspector out at each phase to inspect whatever renovation or work was done and then they release the payment gradually so it's not like you're just signing over, you know, one lump sum at, at a time and saying, okay, this is a, I think it's just more beneficial to the consumer. And then eventually, you know what, you can refinance. Great, great options. Great insight. Great advice, Kara. This was so great. I know I've learned so much. I know that our <laughs> realtors and consumers out there listening to this will feel the same way. So thank you again so much for coming on and sharing a little bit more about this world of insurance and how we navigate the craziness of it. So I really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week. 
Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.